Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do. In the Big Ten. Not one, but two pieces of big news in the Big Ten. I'm also going to give you a chance to win Purdue women's basketball tickets. Saturday, they're at home against Nebraska. They're doing the uh, 99 uh, championship replica ring giveaway. So if you don't get a ring today, you get a ring on Saturday. How about that? <laughs> I don't know the same thing. I Look, the whole point is 99 replica championship uh, ring giveaway. Alumni Day, you never know who you're going to see there. You want to go, text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. Well, you can win women's basketball tickets versus Nebraska Saturday night. That's 4 p.m. Night's probably a little generous. But Saturday, 4 p.m., women's basketball in Mackey hosting Nebraska. I got you covered here. Text Boiler Up, 765-447-4080. That is your chance to win those tickets. All right, we'll run that for the entire show. Let's get started with some Big Ten news and the need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. Yeah, so a couple of pieces that are very crucial to know in the Big Ten for today. First off, Chris Holtman, Dunzo at Ohio State. They shut it down. They lost to Wisconsin last night. Seven seasons at the helm of the Buckeyes. Lost for the ninth time in 11 games uh, yesterday evening, 62-54. to Holtman apparently still owed $14 million on his fully guaranteed contract. Purdue heads to Columbus for their next game on Sunday. I mean, Col- the Buckeyes' next game is Sunday. Purdue obviously plays tomorrow night, but still, uh, big development. Bad news in Evanston. Guard Ty Berry. Yeah. Remember him knocking down all those threes? Done for the season after successful surgery to repair a torn meniscus. Berry was a uh, the, the top three-point shooter on the Wildcats as well as its best free-throw shooter. Wildcats are currently three games back from the lead in the Big Ten, have a game lead on Michigan State for the final double bye in the Big Ten tourney currently. Right? you got to be in this top four that you get the double by. And they are clinging to that like you wouldn't believe right now. It's boo-booey time. That's for sure. Uh, the Wildcats will play three of their next four on the road, too. They have uh, been struggling on the road. They head to Rutgers tomorrow, Indiana on Sunday. The next week, they get a home bout with Michigan, and then they're on the road at Maryland. Tonight in the Big Ten, 
Michigan State is in action, a three-and-a-half point favorite as they head into University Park to the Bryce Jordan Center to take on Penn State. Meanwhile, your second game of the Big Ten doubleheader, 8.30, Iowa heads out to College Park Xfinity Center and takes on Maryland where the Terps are five-and-a-half point favorites. Speaking of Evanston, Purdue women's basketball heads up north tonight to take on those Wildcats in a game that airs on Big Ten Plus. Blackhawks made it seven in a row. They lose again, 4-2 to two to Vancouver. Look, I was a little bit nervous about that one as a better, strictly because the Canucks had spent the weekend with back-to-back OT games. So you wonder a little bit, but no, they just never had it. And the Blackhawks were never able to tie this game up. They trailed by uh, two going into the second or in the middle of the second period. Then Tyler Johnson gets a power play goal his tenth of the season. They add one more garbage one late to make it four to two. So Blackhawks get swept by Vancouver on the season. They will host Pittsburgh tomorrow night. And then we get to address that uh, 20-game losing streak on the road. Remember we told you this? We've been tracking it. I'm sorry, they get one more at home against Ottawa, then they go out to Carolina uh, on Monday. And then that's the, the road game there. They lose that game against Carolina on Monday. Their next road game would be at Colorado on March the 4th. The last time they won on the road was at Tampa Bay November the 9th. So what, we're talking four months there without a road win? Right? Uh, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February? That's tough going there. NBA tonight. Bulls are in Cleveland. They're going to take on the Cavaliers. Nine and a half point road dogs are the Bulls. Pacers are three and a half point favorites as they head into Toronto tonight. Both the Bulls and the Pacers are combined 0-3 against tonight's opponents on the season. And there you go. That would be today's need-to-know news for this stellar Wednesday, February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to you. All right, we split last night on our best bets. Uh, Illinois brought home the bacon for us, no problem. Jameson Battle uh, just does not want to take a lot of shots, and he does not knock him down last night. Uh, Wisconsin doing a good job of slowing him down. I think did Wisconsin cover that game last night? I can't remember what the spread was. I know we didn't take it, but I'm just trying to recall. So we've got two Big Ten teams here tonight, or two Big Ten games for Big Ten teams. And uh, one of them just seems dangerous because we're talking about the world of inconsistency. One of that is Iowa and Maryland. Iowa, as you know, is, like most Big Ten teams, not good on the road. It is tough to win on the road. But you got a Maryland team here that's a little bit of, I won't say bottom of the barrel, but uh, they're down there third to last, five and eight in the Big Ten. Iowa's not that much better at six and seven in the Big Ten. Both these teams are looking to try to power their way into the NIT. They are not NCAA tournament teams. But let's see what we can figure out here. First off, Iowa's road game. Lack of success is is 
Typical of the Big Ten. Last time out, February the 8th, they went to Penn State. They lost that one by 10. They lost at Indiana by 8. They did win at Michigan by 10, but that's not that impressive. Uh, they did have a pretty good uh, game at Minnesota. They won 86-77. to They got blown out over there at Wisconsin. They destroyed at Purdue. They got destroyed at Iowa State. They got destroyed at Creighton. But this is also a Maryland team that you kind of have to, you got to buy into. And it's tough to do. It really is. They're riding a three-game losing streak. They should have won that double OT game out in Ohio State last Saturday. They did not. They lost at home to Rutgers 56-53. to Jameer Young can only do so much. But it is a team that did go out January 24 to Iowa. They did get a win at Iowa. So they know and they believe that, you know, it is indeed, you know, possible. Jameer Young had 22 in that game, and he got 17 out of Julian Reese. And it's not that Iowa shot poorly, 42%. It's not great, but it's not abysmal. But really what... What stunk there for Iowa is they shot three for 14 from three. And you're not winning games like that. Maryland, meanwhile, shot seven of 15 in Iowa's barn. Neither one of these teams are impressive against the spread in their respective conditions. Iowa, six and nine against the spread as a favorite, 0 and one uh, as a road favorite, and just three and five covering the spread on the road uh, total here. I don't like this game whatsoever. I don't know, because we talk about the inconsistencies for both these teams, I just don't see where you're comfortable about laying five and a half here with Maryland. They got to win. They got to figure out something here. So my gut tells me I, I, I do want Maryland if I have to take the game. I'm just sitting here and telling you I don't like the game. I mean, I hate that because it, it makes me sound like I am, uh, hey, if we win, I'm celebrating it. If we lose, I'm telling you that uh, I told you that this wasn't great. Just Maryland's metrics are terrible. Jameer Young is good, but it all rests on Jameer Young, and can he get enough out of Reese, and can they not turn the ball over a ton? Um, if I'm wagering, I'm willing to wager that Maryland can do that and that Iowa stays consistent on the road in being terrible. Meanwhile, our other game tonight, Penn State. Look at the Nittany Lions. Three-and-a-half-point home dog to Michigan State. Now, the news about Ty Berry should put a little pep into Michigan State's step. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking at a path to a top-four seed in the Big Ten Tournament. They're also making their bid for the NCAA tournament. Net is pretty good for them. They're at 15 and 9, 7 and 6 overall in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Penn State has been darn good as of late. They've moved up to 6 and 7 overall in the conference, 12 and 12 on the season. They found a little bit of magic here, uh, but they did lose that game at Northwestern last week. Should have won that game. 68 to 63, that final. 
Uh, road wins at Rutgers in Indiana and then a home win against Iowa. Is it the most impressive lineup there? Uh, yeah. No, it's not. I got you. They did lose by night at home to Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. They did beat Wisconsin at home, though. But I feel like this is a Penn State team that's maybe finding themselves a little bit. They're going to lose the rebound battle tonight, and that concerns me. But the gut here says if I'm getting almost if I'm getting four points, oh, my gut tells me I kind of got to go with this. If, I mean, it opened at four and a half. It came down a little bit. But if you can still get around four, I feel like I like four here. Michigan State, again, a team that, uh, like most of the Big Ten, do not perform well on the road. Uh, they went out to Minnesota and lost that one, 59-56. They went up to Wisconsin, got embarrassed there by 15. They eked out a win at Maryland. Lost at Illinois. They lost at Northwestern. They lost at Nebraska. One Big Ten win. On the road. That's all they got. And that was at Maryland, and that was only by two points. Four here for a hot Penn State team. I'm willing to ride for that. This is uh, not a uh, this is not a hammer the slate kind of uh, evening. I will say that. I don't really love either one of these ones, but I'm going to go ahead and take Penn State tonight. Go ahead and give me the four points. I think they can keep it close for most of the evening here. On their home court in the middle of the week, which you know is a void, I'm willing to go with that. So check your lines over there on ESPN Bet, and best of luck to you. Penn State tonight plus the four, and Lord help us too, uh, we'll take Maryland tonight. Got to cover two? I got to cover five and a half with Maryland? Ugh. Like I said, I don't like that game at all. You can't tell me there's an outcome that you know that you like that one. Like I like as much as Iowa winning by double digits in that one as I do uh, Maryland somehow winning by double digits in that one. And also I can see Maryland not covering, and I could see Iowa also covering six points. Like It's just it's a terrible read because you just don't know who's showing up tonight. But Iowa traveling all the way across the Big Ten to go to Maryland. I'll take Maryland. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back here. i got plenty more Hammered Out show for you waiting. Don't forget uh, those tickets for Purdue women's basketball versus Nebraska. It's the 99 Replica Ring giveaway game on Saturday. Text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. We'll get you your chance to win those tickets. Hang tight. More Hammered Out show next on 1017 The Hammered One. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017 TheHammer.com. Don't forget your chance to win these Purdue women's basketball tickets versus Nebraska Saturday, 4 o'clock. They'll do the 99 championship uh, ring replica giveaway. Uh, if you want to get on out to Mackey this weekend, I got your tickets. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. And that is your chance to win. As we discussed at the top of the show here, really big ramifications in the Big Ten from two pieces. Uh, of news. Let's talk about the first one because uh, that uh, they both impact Purdue. 
but this in, this is in the immediate future because Purdue does go to Columbus on Sunday. And now they'll be without Holtman. I saw some people speculate, why now? Why, why do you do it? You do it because you know you're not going anywhere. You do it because uh, there's no time like the present, right? You're not under any kind of recruitment issues right now. Like, you don't keep around because, or, or you know, try to do this because you have a signing day coming up. You got to make sure that it's all ironed out in time. I mean, you're signaling that things are changing. You're beating Michigan to the punch here. I'm assuming Michigan is going to jettison Juwan Howard, despite what Ward Manuel says. I don't know that Indiana's making a move, but if they do, now all of a sudden you're one of three teams in the Big Ten that is looking for a new head coach. You feel like everybody else is okay, right? I mean, who else at the bottom there are you going to have an issue with? I mean, Peichel's not going anywhere. McCaffrey's not going anywhere. Turnson's not going anywhere, right? But yeah, you want to get a jump out there, you want to do it. Now, how does that affect Purdue going into this game? Uh, you know, Great question. This will be delegated to assistance. Whether or not they have better ideas, I, Holtman doesn't doesn't strike me as the type of guy who says I know better than uh, my underlings, and I will go against their way. I assume they're going to try to rotate things the best they can. It's not like they don't have uh, any kind of talent on this Ohio State team. And Thornton is still very good. But, I mean, what the heck happened to Zed Key? feel like I haven't seen him in years. But Thornton's the guy that you're worried about anyway. And Key comes off the bench now. And we talked about Battle being a good shooter, but... He did not come through for us last night against Wisconsin. Shot one of six. Ugh. So, I, look, I, I don't think not having him, Holtman for the flaws that he has and it doesn't work out with uh, at Ohio State, he's not a terrible, I don't think he's a terrible coach by any means. I don't think he he's, was never one of those guys who are like, man, this guy is out of his class, he's out of his league, he shouldn't be here. Just didn't work out. He'll end up someplace back in a mid-major, and I'm sure he'll probably do fine. I don't know where they start to look at. I just don't know yet. I hope... 
as much as I like to see uh, Purdue assistants move up, uh, letting you know Shrewsbury going to Penn State was, was happy for him. But at the same time, you hate it when it happens in the conference, you know? But when you continually win the conference like Purdue has been doing and perform like you do, uh, obviously your staff is targeted by other schools who are looking to replicate that success. And what better than somebody on a staff that knows what it takes to get through the Big Ten, right? So we'll see that. But, you know, in terms of this game on Sunday, not having Holtman probably is detrimental. Um, I Again, I don't feel like he was probably a, I never got the sense that he's this huge toxic leader that everybody's going to breathe a sigh of relief and go to back to having fun and loose. and Like, that's never the vibe that I really got there. Yeah, no, everybody's got their moments on the sideline. I get that. But I've never seen him as being an overly problematic type coach while he was at Ohio State and especially when he was at Butler. So there you go. You get a soft, uh, a nice soft cushion to land on on Sunday if you're Ohio State in the coaching staff because Purdue comes in. Nobody's expecting you to win that game. There's no pressure. You get some time to maybe find your legs here over these last several games and into the Big Ten tournament, and you know maybe people can still coach to get decent jobs next season. Now, the other piece of news definitely does affect Purdue, but in a much different way. Ty Berry is done. And that is very much a big deal because Northwestern is a team that you just, quite frankly, did not want to bump up to in the Big Ten tournament. You know, you split those, and even the game at home you didn't feel fantastic about, but you got the win. And everybody tweeted out, I don't want to see those guys again. Good team, gritty. Has guards that can go off. But Boo Booey can't go for, what do he go for, 30-something that first one? Another 25, I think, in the second one? Boo Booey can't do that unless he's got other guards, too, that help in terms of taking the pressure up. And that's what Barry did. And Barry had 20-plus in both of those games. I mean, that's literally the guard position just absolutely laid into Purdue. You go back to the game uh, at Northwestern. Langborg had 20. Bowie had 31. Barry had 21. Langborg again with, uh, he had 12 at Purdue. Bowie had 25. Ty Barry had 25. So to lose a weapon like that, if you're Purdue and Northwestern does find a way to be that four seed, you're looking at them after that first win. And I don't think you want to go into the semifinals and take on Northwestern again. I just don't, even on a neutral court. But if Ty Berry's not going to be there, a huge, huge blow for Northwestern. So much the fact that if they end up as that four seed, 
That will be some of Chris Collins' best work of his career. You have a game up on Michigan State. You've got a game and a half on Nebraska and Minnesota for that four spot. Northwestern has to go to Rutgers, at Indiana, at home against Michigan, at Maryland, at home against Iowa, at Michigan State, and then at home against Minnesota. So Michigan State and Minnesota both have a chance to get a pound of flesh here and leapfrog you. That's going to be tough for them. Michigan game at home you feel good about? Going to Rutgers the way they're playing? That does not look like a matchup right now that is uh, beneficial for you. Odds makers are probably pretty excited that that news was out and public before they set the lines this afternoon, this evening. Because probably what would have been more of a, a Rutgers by three or four is probably going to be Rutgers more by seven or eight now. The way they've been playing. Might be higher than that. But losing Tiberi is huge. Because again, this is a team that in Northwestern, I think that you've watched how Wisconsin's played lately. And you say, okay, I don't know that they scare me as much as they maybe did after the three-game losing streak. Certainly, Illinois is a team that uh, you'll play again. And we'll see how it goes from there. But... They are the second-best team in the Big Ten. You'd like to avoid them as long as possible. And the Northwestern was just that stingy team. There's nobody else. Michigan State, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Iowa, Penn State. These are all teams on a neutral court that I think as a Purdue fan you were not worried about. I think Rutgers is a little bit different right now. Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan, all teams that you weren't worried about on a neutral court. But Northwestern and Illinois were, without Ty Berry, I think Northwestern falls out of that category. We'll see how they finish, but if they hold on to that four seed, that will be some darn good coaching, and it'll be some boo-booey. Boo-booey will have to uh, make a case for Big Ten Player of the Year at this point if they still hang on to that four spot. And, of course, Wisconsin will have to continue to have issues. We'll take another break. We'll come back here. I got plenty more Hammer Down Show next on 1017 The Hammer 1017. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. A reminder keep on texting Boiler Up to 765 447 4080. That's 765 447 4080. That gets you your chance to win Purdue. Versus Nebraska women's basketball tickets for this Saturday, 4 o'clock. That's going to be good. I'm excited for that one. It's the replica ring giveaway, alumni night and stuff too. So uh, you just never know. So you want to make sure that uh, you check that out. We got you covered. Text Boiler up 765-447-4080. And you'll get your chance to win. We're following some breaking news right now out of Kansas City as well. The Chiefs held their victory parade, championship parade, um, and then police seen right after the rally rushing into Union Station reporting to a shooting near the parade route. Kansas City Police Department has two in custody, ten shooting victims today, multiple children as well being treated at Children's Mercy Hospital, according to local reporting. 
They are unsure of uh, we are unsure if or how many are children, says the hospital right now. They're going very quickly with this, but 10 victims is what they say. Uh, two armed individuals taken into custody uh, right after the parade today in Kansas City. Jeez. Can't even go out and celebrate these things anymore. Sad stuff. Well, if we get any new information on that, we'll let you know. So, uh, pitchers and catchers starting to report this week, and Major League Baseball says that they intend to strictly enforce a rule this year. We do this every year with basketball. We do it in football. We have our, um, our, our points of emphasis. Certain penalties, uh, procedural things that we put more onus on. We want to make sure, you know, we, maybe we've gotten away from it. Maybe there's been an imbalance. We want to make sure that we're doing this. Hey, you know, every sport does this. This year, I'm a little surprised by the, the writing from Jesse Rogers from ESPN on this, but baseball holding a video conference today with managers to inform teams that they will be strictly enforcing the obstruction rule. As Major League Baseball feels like some people are getting away uh, with the runners on the base paths. Obstructions defined as the act of a fielder who, while not in possession of the ball and not in the act of fielding the ball, impede the progress of any runner. The league thinks that there are infielders who are blocking runners' paths by faking like they're either going to field the ball or get the ball from a teammate. Runners not trying to make contact with the ball or, you know, them, it's... Apparently now an issue. So much so that they've been watching this It's since 2021. So we've done two seasons of them knowing that this is an issue. And now they decide, hey, we're going to work on that this year. Now there's a few people that are pretty bad at it. Ozzie Albies is pretty bad at it. He's the first name that comes to mind for me. Great player. Huge obstructionist. But there are just guys that are looking to do that. Now, umpires have been instructed to call the runner safe due to obstruction unless the infielder must move into the path of the runner to receive the ball. So now they're going to get into this because, you know, Major League Baseball is worried about players continuing to take that into their hand. What are they going to do? They're going to run through. They're going in spikes up. Let's face it. This is this is a sport much like hockey where if you step out of the gentlemanly rules too much, they will correct it one way or another. They police themselves too much. So the league is also going to instruct their teams today Tell players it's okay to straddle the bag or stand in front of it, but not to go uh, to a knee or block the path of a runner unless moving to receive the ball. The call is a judgment one. It's not going to be reviewable by the officials.
But what blows my mind is they say, well, we've been thinking about doing this since 2021. Then why haven't you? But this is one of those things where uh, I'm wondering how noticeable it is going to be to the game. Much like we saw with the pitch clock here uh, this season. You wonder how noticeable it's going to be. Like We went through a thing with, uh, remember when we made the point of emphasis, the cylinder rule in college basketball? In that non-conference, I mean, it got called a ton, and then as soon as we got to conference play and everybody complained that we were calling too many cylinder calls, it just died off, faded away, and now nobody calls it again. I think early on you'll see a few more of these, but I think after we hit the all-star break, they're going to be very few and far between. That's just my gut with this. But it will be something, and it will turn into a factor for a couple of games. I promise you that. It always does. Always does. And then we have the debate about it. You just hope it doesn't affect your team in a negative way. All right, so listen, everybody's house is different, but they're all the same in one way. Y'all got the, one of those places where the Wi-Fi, it, it don't work out there for whatever reason. Maybe it's the attic. Maybe you know, maybe you got a basement. Used to be my old house. Uh, I had the uh, one of the babies' room in the back corner. It just it didn't get there. I don't know why. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry a whole lot less about these dead spots. Finally, with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds throughout your home. You get reliable connection in every room. You get power for all your devices even when everyone is online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only on the Xfinity 10G network. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity for a reliable connection throughout your home. Now, through February 25th, get gig speed internet for $35 a month for 12 months when you add unlimited mobile. Plus, get Wi-Fi equipment included for two years. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Virus paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra and may change. Gig speed Wi-Fi requires gig internet and Xfinity gateway. After 12 months, internet increases to $60. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet. Actual speeds vary. Hang tight. We're going to wrap up the Hammer Down show next. Things we may have missed, including a uh, Big Ten uh, Player of the Week award going out to a Boilermaker. I'll tell you about that. And don't forget, still got these Purdue women's basketball tickets for you to win. Text Boiler up to 765-447-4080. And you're registered to win those tickets for Saturday. We're coming back with the conclusion of the Hammer Down Show next on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. Haley's Lock, Safe, and Key is your home for Benchmade knives. Benchmade knives are the edge of perfection among collectors and those serious about their knives. Benchmade has a finely crafted knife for any lifestyle and offers five different actions, including the patented Bally Song action, and is so confident of their strength, edge, and performance, they offer a lifetime sharp warranty and will sharpen your Benchmade free as long as you own it. Find your Benchmade knife competitively priced at Haley's Lock, Safe, and Key, 415 North Earl Avenue in Lafayette and 200 West Spring Street in... Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. 
Got to make sure you get registered to win these Purdue women's basketball tickets. Saturday, they're back at home taking on Nebraska. Uh, shout out to them, though. They're up in Evanston tonight, but uh, I know you want to check them out on Saturday. Uh, great promotion there, too, as well. So make sure that uh, you get registered to win those tickets. Just text Boiler Up 765-447-4080. That number again is 765-447-4080. All right, we got to figure out here uh, the things that we may have missed for today. This was yesterday, and I should have brought this up. At least I thought I saw this yesterday, but the let's hear from this morning. Anyway, uh, longtime Chargers center and former Purdue center Nick Hardwick is heading out west. He's going to be a member of Jim Harbaugh's coaching staff. The Chargers have hired him as assistant offensive line coach. Hardwick was a third-round pick for him back in 04. He's been on the radio broadcast team there for a while, or he's doing radio out there. I just remember everybody losing their mind over, like, he was a big dude for a long time, and then he dropped, like, an insane amount of weight in, like, eight months or something it was. People don't realize just how many calories you have to eat to, like, stay as big as some of these offensive linemen do, and it was, like, like it was shocking. Crazy. But yeah, shout out to former Boilermaker there. He's going to work for Jim Harbaugh. All right. Good luck to him. I don't wish him any ill will. I'm not a Harbaugh fan, but I'm on board. Nick, come on. Purdue golfer Nelson Tani is your Big Ten co-golfer of the week. Come on. Got to share it with this kid from Michigan. Ah. All right. Cole. What'd this guy do? The Michigan kid had eight, had eight birdies, 10 par, clean sheet, final round, and a new career low of 64. He also shot a 201 on the weekend. All right. All right. I guess we'll save it. That's about it. I I have anything else that we may have missed. I think we were doing pretty good here on a Wednesday. Tomorrow on the show, we got to start talking baseball. The team is down in Sugarland, Texas. I was actually just texting with Kyle Charters a little bit ago. So they made that down there. And, uh... Yeah, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk some Boilermaker baseball with him as they kick off their season. Saturday, or not Saturday, Friday, we're supposed to have uh, Sam King like we always do. Monday, we're going to have to talk about this boys' high school basketball sectional draw. Tuesday, scheduled to be on the program on Tuesday, Dave Shellhouse. Bobblehead Nights tomorrow night. He's got a new book out. So we're going to talk to him about that. That's on Tuesday. So we've really got a lot of quality guests lined up here over the uh, next few days for you. And don't forget about the Boiler Basketball Show. 
on Friday as well. Again, we'll get more in depth on you know what's going to happen over at Ohio State with the because uh, uh, is Coach Owens over there now? I haven't heard who's taken over the duties, so that'll be interesting. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that. What the loss of Ty Berry means for uh, Purdue Northwestern and the race for the Big Ten title. Man, buckle up because it's going to be a heck of a Thursday through Monday especially with the Boilermakers tomorrow night uh, hosting Minnesota. I think that's going to be a good game. Darson Garcia is a little bit banged up. Message board said he was probably going to play, though. If he doesn't play, ooh, huge break for Purdue. Huge. I don't think they've set lines yet for tomorrow. It's about this time. Sometimes they come out a little bit early, sometimes they don't, but I got to think Purdue is at least a double-digit favorite at home over Minnesota. I would say 14.5 is what I would open with. Yeah, see, you know, I don't see anything yet. I'm going to say 14 or 15.5. That sounds about right. All right? Again, last chance to win those Purdue women's basketball tickets. Text Purdue to 765, or uh, Boiler Up, I'm sorry. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080, and uh, you can win those tickets uh, for Purdue, Nebraska on Saturday, 4 o'clock at Mackey Arena. Like I said, that'll do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show. Tomorrow, we're right back at it. 3 o'clock, Kyle Charters is our guest. We'll talk about this Purdue baseball team a little bit. See what to expect out of them this year. By the way, the season tickets are available. Uh, we just had the uh, folks from Purdue Sports on yesterday. What we said it was like fifty bucks for thirty games for a ticket for a season ticket. General mission, darn good value right there. So pick up those tickets. Kyle's on tomorrow to walk us through baseball. We'll also take a look at the matchup with Minnesota. Eight thirty on Thursday nights. We'll break that down a little bit. Tell you what to expect. We'll get some best bets in there as well. We should put together a little parlay tomorrow night, huh? You want to do that off the Purdue game? Oh, we'll put something together for you. Don't you worry. And, of course, we'll continue to cover the Big Ten and everything local sports for you. Back here tomorrow on the Hammer Down Show. 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 The Hammer. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody as well. If you're celebrating, that's cool. If you're not, hey, I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> we'll get through tonight together. Don't worry. We'll be fine. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock on 101.7 The Hammer. And 1017thehammer.com. I will see you back here tomorrow.